Hi, this is Emeka and Elandris, and you're listening to the So Far Us podcast, the 30-minute podcast where we break down a trending topic, centering the discussion on the Black millennial woman's experience, and explore what it means for us by answering with, so for us, now let's break down this episode's trending topic. On January 29th, Marjorie Taylor Greene showed up to Congress without her mask, and when Congresswoman Cori Bush told her to put her mask on, Greene decided to verbally assault her to the point Congresswoman Bush had to move her offices because she did not feel safe. Keep in mind, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a QAnon conspiracy theorist who was allegedly in support of the assassination of Nancy Pelosi. She even tweeted... Pelosi's location during the January 6th domestic terrorist attack on the Capitol. Our host will discuss what it means to be both the backbone of change while also enduring being gaslit, threatened, and not believed when you are attacked. So for Landris, I think about the efforts of Latasha Brown with Black Voters Matter and how she spoke about how she was met with aggression by those in opposition to marginalized communities getting registered to vote. I think about the degradation of Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris's characters being targeted because of their race, gender, appearance, or previous relationships. I even think about how a man rushed the stage and snatched a microphone from Kamala Harris's hand. Why is it protect black women until it's time to actually protect black women. So for me, I think this has been the experience of black women since forever in this country, having to endure both racism and sexism, being harmed, mistreated, and disrespected, all the while continually being a part of movements to push this country to do and be better for all of us, not just for black women, but for all of us. And yet the numbers show that we as Black women in this country are unprotected and undervalued. I say, even though we know some people hate to see it, we continue to praise and lift each other up, fix each other's crowns, get rid of that imposter syndrome, ask for what we know we are worth and owed, and accept nothing less. March was supposed to be Women's History Month, but... With all the attacks on Black women in the workplace this month, um, you would think we need to have another Women's History Month just for Black women. Um, I think about Cori Bush being accosted in the hallways of the Capitol by Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think about Latasha Brown, who was met with guns, uh, trying to get people to vote. I think about Meghan Markle going to the Royal HR Department about the attack she's been receiving only to be turned away. I think about Cheryl Underwood and Elaine Welteroff being yelled at by Sharon Osbourne, who demanded they not show emotion and teach her about racism after she's been on this earth for 68 years. Um, And then most recently, Representative uh, Park Cannon, um, who was arrested for knocking on a door outside of Governor Kemp's office to try to see what he was signing, which is a way I write. And it was just nonsense knowing that this is happening while people are trying to say that we're post-racial, we are uh, better together, and all this stuff that happened last year. I didn't understand that. 
Like, how are we still having this type of experience in 2021? And And then also, oh. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, and also just looking at the everyday worker, right? So in March, we also recognize on the 24th, all women's equal payday. And when you break it down to Black women's equal payday, because each equal payday, um, they have one for mothers, Black women, Native American women, Latina women, Asian, um, American Pacific Islander women, is based on how long it would take that group of women to make the same amount of money as a white man. So for all women, it would be until March 24th, which is all women's equal payday. For black women, black women's equal payday in 2021 won't be until August 3rd. Mm -hmm. So for the amount of money that white men made in 2020, black women would have to work all of 2020 and all the way to August 3rd to earn that same amount because we're being paid 63 cents for every dollar. Right. And it's also, it's like a slap in the face. Like you are constantly having these reminders that we're having to defend ourselves, defend our identity, defend our work effort, defend our education, defend why we're supposed to be in these spaces. And yet we're constantly being attacked and nobody saying anything about it. I think, um, Nisei, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, Ufot, uh, said, I think that Black women, like anybody else, want to be able to just get out of survival mode and know what it looks like to thrive. And that's not easy. And it's so true because at some point, when do we reach the, the level of thriving um, in daily life, in the workplace, in um, just existing? And I felt like we were gaslit so much in the month of March as Black women that it was like, why don't we have this opportunity to just live? And it's not fair. Um, and, and to see that the laws are in place to be used against us and cause us harm, like I'm still, my mind is still trying to wrap around what happened to Representative Representative Park Cannon who knocked on the door outside of Governor Kemp's office. Like, she knocked on the door and they arrested her and then charged her with a felony, calling it obstruction. I'm like, what? She did nothing wrong. She literally did nothing wrong. And you have somebody using the law to cause her harm and take away her freedom, even though she is an elected official. Like, what does that say to young Black girls who are told they can be this, they can be that? But because of your skin color, you don't have the freedom to thrive in whatever path you take in life because you can still be treated as less than human. What does that say? Right. Because, you know, when when I hear the word thrive, you know, initially, I, I, you know, obviously you think about you can think of some example of black women who seem to thrive. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're they're successful. Um, And, you know, they have their career path laid out and they're achieving those things. But then, yeah, is it really thriving? Because Mm. most, if not all of them, are still facing and dealing with all these different things in the workplace or whatever um, their life focuses on. And you have to wonder if they didn't have to think about those things that they face because of both their race and their gender, 
how much more would they be thriving? Like, this is not even our full potential. Right. This is us persevering and reaching these heights in spite of. Mm. But imagine if it really was an equitable playing field and we did not have to deal with like the different microaggressions and all these other things. How much more successful will we be? Um, our health. I mean, when you look at stuff like stroke and heart disease and right. the disparities in that and some of that has to come from our experiences in the workplace um and what we're taking in and the extra stress that we have on top of the normal level of work stress that everyone else is facing in the same position right i i think that is so true like we don't we don't look at it as a society that this is violence this is pure violence like you may not be fighting someone but like putting your physical hands on them in in some cases but it is violent because we have to constantly suppress who we are authentically like you have to make a conscious decision decision to not respond in a way that you would naturally respond to being gaslit or attacked or being discriminated against because you know there is there are worse repercussions that could happen if you responded the way you authentically want to respond. And what you said about us being able to step into our full potential, that resonates with me. Like I think about my personal experiences in the workplace and being in all white spaces and how I have shut myself down from being my truest self and I'm like, I, I, I don't think I've ever been in a space where I've been able to fully walk into my potential and with pride. Like, I don't think I've ever existed in a space where, um, I, whether it's work or in all white spaces where I've had to defend blackness or children or whichever, uh, where I've been asked to give my perspective on a certain piece. I've never felt like I've been able to exercise my or walk into my full potential because I'm afraid of what happens if I do. And on top of that, it's you can't even be your full self. I mean, think about why do we need a crown act? Like, what? why is it not just acceptable for me as a black woman to come into an office with my hair coming out of my scalp the way it grows out of my scalp <laughs> you know um oh god yes <laughs> and why can't like it's like every decision you make i mean you can have the choice to ignore the implications but i think in almost every decision we make we have to take into account how that may be perceived because we are black women right because there are negative stereotypes that are placed upon us so if we make one decision we speak up in any tone yes, any are tone. they going to take that and run with the angry black woman stereotype um, are they going to think i'm unprofessional if i wear my hair in a, a twist out like things that other people don't have to take into consideration that we have to think about and worry about and process and make our decisions. Am I just going to come and be my full self? Am I going to just give them part of me? And this is, these are spaces where you're spending most of your day. Right. So that has to take a toll on you mentally and emotionally. 
Right. Right. Because you're giving people, you're giving these companies, you're giving uh, these spaces your work, your education, your mm-hmm. your time. And time is not as, well, should not be treated so frivolous, especially like living in a pandemic. We know how fragile time can actually be. And to think that we have to still suppress who we are um, in so many environments is, it can be harmful. Like it's like, I think about how, People are saying that, you know, speaking out against racism, speaking out against sexism has gotten people's pages taken down off of TikTok or shadow banned or, you know, or or moving forward in that area. Or people have lost their jobs or been labeled as difficult. Like, I really hate the idea that black women are still being labeled as difficult because that impacts the way that we are paid um, or where we are promoted. Like, we can't be um, a person who just goes with the flow. But yet and still, we will be, if we say something uh, like, you're training me to, I'm sorry, you're having me train these people to be my boss and I've been asking you for a raise. That's a problem. That's considered being difficult. That's considered not being a team player. That's considered um, doing too much or being too ambitious, like they called Kamala Harris. She was too ambitious. Like, I, I think about those those things and it's like when is it our turn I think about um like how you and I have had discussions about what it means when we're out here fighting for basic human rights in this country and people say it's not our turn yet or it's uh your time will come or you know we've we've been past this and we're moving into a new era or we need to study that like reparations. We need to study why you need reparations when it's so blatant. Like, I just think about why is it constantly never our time as black people, but especially as black women, when we are constantly held up when it's time for you to take something from us. But when we're calling are calling you out for what for you taking so much from us and saying, hey, okay, you've taken from us. This is what we need in return. This is what we require of you now that you've taken from us. Why is it okay for us? Why is it okay to call us difficult or angry or, you know, or racist, which is a whole other thing. I just feel like as black women, we're dealing with so much and not being you know, compensated, not being valued in the way that we should be, given all that we give. Yeah, so I guess, like, uh, I don't I don't know, because usually, you know, we try to talk about, well, what can we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously, people are doing the work to bring awareness to it with, you know, like, equal payday right take that time spread the word hey y'all are not paying us fairly and all the other stats we don't get promoted as often despite being shown to be as educated ambitious and all that um we don't get hired in the executive level positions as much um i don't know i mean it's it's work that the 
the companies and organizations really have to do. And I think they're, you know, obviously everybody's hiring like diversity officers and getting into DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and it's great if you can show your hiring, but sometimes it's people forget about the retention. Mm -hmm. Like are people staying? And if not, why are they leaving, right? Because when you're thinking about progressing on the ladder, the career ladder, and you're, that requires like sponsorship, mentorship, mm -hmm. uh, opportunities to manage people. Um, and those are things that are really lacking. Like the studies and the numbers are showing, like you can go to leanin.org and you can see some of their reports about the experience of black women in the workplace and we're not we're not given those opportunities um i don't i don't know do you have any yeah like <laughs> i i agree with you like we're not given those opportunities yet we're t when we're trying to be ambitious and try to go after those opportunities we're told to wait our turn but also at the same time, oh, you're not being a team player. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And it's like, no, you're trying to make me work for free. You're trying to keep me in this position where I'm doing all the work, but you don't have to pay me more. Um, but that brings me to my question. When you, uh, My next question where you brought up um, about these companies not hiring Black women into executive positions. So we're coming up on the pull-up challenges uh, one year anniversary when they were called out uh, where this black uh, creator, she called out uh, corporations and how they need to address uh, diversity and inclusion. What do you think about that initiative one year later? And was it a show? Do you think it was a show? Was it worth it? What do you think about that? Oh, I think anything like that is definitely worth it and important, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it was really important last year because last year we had a lot of companies who were trying to be vocal about Black Lives Matter. And it was like, well, is this performative mm. or is it, is it, do you mean it? Because if you mean it, we should see it in who's working at your company and who's working at your company on the higher levels of your organization. So I think, um, that was really important and valuable because we don't want, we don't just want your talk. We want to see it in action. And that includes what your organization looks like on the inside. Do the black lives that work for you matter? Are you giving them opportunities um, for growth and development mm -hmm. and climbing the ladder? Um, so I think it's, um, that was a very valuable and important um, campaign. I think that's um, that's something that we should all be holding our organizations if we work for a company um, to, mm. right? If they're talking about the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion, well, show me your metrics. Show me your progress. How are the numbers looking? And not just the number for Black people, but I want to see the numbers for Black women in particular. Right. How many of us are in the C-suite? How many of us are being promoted from within? Um, because, yeah, a lot of us have experiences where it's not only they hire someone above us and they ask us to train them, but sometimes we interview for that same yes. position. 
<laughs> and they choose someone else with less experience um, and less um, knowledge and they bring that person in and then ask you who did not get the promotion to then train that person. Um, and we're just supposed to be okay with it because that's just, that's how things work. Um, and it's not. So I think it's important to make them accountable for those things um, and that they, you know, they're tracking the metrics and the numbers and they know that they're going to have to show that. Yes. You know, it's not going to be a hidden number. You're not going to be able to continue to do it and no one knows. Um, so, yeah. So I think the pull up or was it pull up or shut up challenge um, is valuable. It's something that should be reciprocated um, or repeated um, in all industries. I agree. I, I definitely agree. I think it was worth it. I think it did shine a light. Um on how corporate America um, or major um, businesses that are on some of these social media platforms are taking uh, the creativity of black creators and making millions or even billions off of us, but they're not having any decision makers who look like us. You profit off of black talent, Mm -hmm. but you don't care about black struggle. You know, you don't care about the impact of black creativity um which is historic in this country of everybody profiting off of black labor but black people and i think it's Mm -hmm. something that needs to still be amplified i don't care if it's just on the one year anniversary like we need to see those same corporations who were like yeah let's put the black squares out yeah let's show our board and what our initiative is and the donation to the NAACP and these HBCUs okay one year later where are you two years later where are you yeah five what is your five-year plan what is your 10-year plan what is your 20-year plan what is your initiative to change the dynamics of your corporation because we know the way that capitalism works in this society it was not meant for black people to thrive what are you doing to say that if you're going to change the way that your company does business and how it pertains to the black experience, what is your long-term goal? And I want to see that come up from some of these same companies that were like, we're, we're rah, rah, we're putting it all on LinkedIn and all these other places. Where are you now? Right. Cause that goes back to like last year, like when the companies were all about black lives matter and um, supporting black owned mm-hmm. brands, you know, there are a lot of black owned business owners and brand owners who are like, well, in the back of my, our minds, it's still, is this just going to be a trend? Is it just going to be mm-hmm. in 2020? Um, are they really going to stick to it? So yeah, I completely agree. It's about long-term change. And that kind of goes back to actually making this a metric that you track long-term where you actually see the progress and especially so you can see if there becomes a dip so you guys get comfortable and start to backtrack so um yeah that's important um to you know if you are in the position to do so to get your organization to create DEI metrics that they follow long term or they track long term so that they continue to hold themselves accountable for it in some cases even tying like financial incentives and bonuses you know they tie that to other metrics right so 
why not also tie it to your DEI metrics as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that brings me towards my, my positive note of the day, uh, which is a quote that I got from Latasha Brown. She said, black women are actually starting to use our power for ourselves, for the elevation of our own voices. We're also using our power, not just to engage our communities, but also create leadership spaces. Because black women are trying to push our way through the door, break the glass ceiling because nobody's opening the door. Nobody's holding, nobody's cracking that ceiling for us. We're having to do it ourselves. And I really hope that organizations are now hearing what we are saying, what we are screaming that, hey, you use us to get what you want. Now let's make this makes this a business transaction. You profit off of me, I profit off of you. You you take my ideas, let me comp- get compensated for my ideas. Let me get compensated for my uh, appearance, my visuals. You want to sit up here and poster up black people. What are you doing to make sure that when you post us up, what does that look like? behind closed doors, outside of the commercials, outside of the ads, outside of these uh, trending initiatives, you know? Um, and I really hope that when you, when you mentioned that um, there was the talk of supporting Black-owned businesses, like you keep putting money into these Black-owned businesses so that you can elevate the Black community that you take from on a regular basis. Like, I, I, it, Bother, it boggles my mind how much we will have small black owned business and businesses and we'll have these initiatives to s- support small businesses and um, mom and pop shops. But they create corporations that take from them. And most of them are the black owned businesses. So I would love to see what happens um, after one year of that pull up or I think you said pull up or shut up challenge that went out last year, you know? Yeah. And I think that you also, um, Mm -hmm. you kind of touched on it and we didn't really get into it, but just the use Mm -hmm. of talent, because it's not just um, like within the corporations or the businesses that they work with, but even influencers, like I keep hearing about, um, black influencers, influencers of color, black women influencers, women of color influencers who major corporations who will pay some influencers like large amount of money or money that they're valued at coming to other influencers of color um, and sometimes not paying them or paying them like a really small amount. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like all across the board just a lack of valuing our um, our talent and our efforts, our creativity, but wanting to use that for their own profitability. Because they, if they weren't making profit off of the work of these influencers, they wouldn't be sharing them, posting them, asking yes. them to be a part of the campaign. But then they don't want to pay the same amount. So that's always really um upsetting for me to hear those stories about just you know and it's not like these corporations don't have the money to pay Mm. these influencers but they just feel okay undervaluing of influencers of color and like oh we'll just you know 
they'll just be happy enough that we've reposted their their work. And it's like they spent their time and effort on that. Um, so it's big time. Yeah. And and it's like if you're not your marketing team couldn't do it, but you go to this influencer and decide that you're not going to pay them even a fraction of what you pay your marketing team. So I think at some point you need to make sure that you have a budget specifically for influencers of color, because there was one of the little girls that went on um, Jimmy Fallon and she redid a whole bunch of TikTok uh, challenge dances and all of them were by black creators. But he had her and Sonny mm-hmm. Hostin from the mm-hmm. view called them out on it's like, this is tone deaf. You literally have a white person up there doing all these TikTok dances. Um, but you could have had the black creators of it. So on a positive note, despite this country's constant antagonizing, gaslighting, and violence towards black women, we remain resilient. We defy odds. And after you stop and take the time to find your inner peace um, after enduring these experiences, know that black women have a community to stand with you. Black women are fighting in boardrooms, classrooms, the streets, and on the floor of conference for a better future for us and by us. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the So For Us podcast. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social media sites using the at So For Us podcast handle. Like, comment, leave a review, send us a trending topic you'd like us to discuss, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon in the best place that is So For Us.